0: I'm <laughs> Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina and I'm bringing you today's word for October 1st, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming. <clears throat> Excuse me, Greater is Coming. I don't know if you know this, but you're about to find out. God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And as you walk by faith and, be, and are led of the Holy Spirit, those plans are revealed to you. God begins to reveal what was concealed from you, right? And these are plans that he had from the foundations of the world. These are things that he prepared to do in your life before the world began. And then your job is to find it, follow it, and finish it. Your job is to become of the man, the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So greater is coming for you. This is part 37 of the series. We've been studying the life of David. And the title of today's message is, when you know God is up to something. I'm talking to somebody this morning who's watching this video. This was me this morning. God already ministered to me, but 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 there, there come these moments where you know God is up to something. You don't really know what he's going to do. You don't really know how he's going to do it, but you know down in your heart that God is up to something. Let's talk about it. So I've been studying the life of David. We've been studying it together. Today, I'm actually going to cover chapters 19 through 22. So that's a lot. 19, 20, 21, 22. Four chapters to cover. It. That's a lot. So, let me give you this big overview of these chapters. You ready? Here we go. So, in yesterday's message, we saw that David was led out of the window by his wife <laughs> and he fled into the night and and she put the whole idol in the bed and all that crazy stuff happened, right? So, he was gone. And he where did he go? He went to Ramah. He went to Ramah to see the prophet Samuel. Remember, Samuel was the one that started all this mess when he anointed him. So Saul got word, though, that David was in Ramah. So Saul got some troops together and he sent them to Ramah on a kill or capture mission. It was like, bring them here dead or alive. I don't care. So then David got wind that the men were coming. And he also got wind that Jonathan was part of the group. So David is crazy, man. He he was like, he he waited till they came. Then he found a way to go talk to Jonathan. And was like, man, Jonathan, what's up, man? What's up, baby? What's, what's wrong with your dad, man? Your dad is crazy. He was like, yeah, man, I know. But listen, I vow my life to you. So Jonathan vowed his life to David, even if that meant that his father would even have him killed. And after they said their goodbyes and everything, they pounded up, boom, David took off to the town of Nob. And when he got to Nob, um, he was hungry. So he went to go see the priest. The priest's name was Ahimelech. And so he goes up to the Ahimelech, the priest, and he says, he lied. He's like, look, man, I'm, I'm here on a mission from the king, and I'm hungry, so I need some food. <laughs> and so the king was like, the only bread we have is holy bread, and that's really reserved for priests. He was like, give me some of that. And so he eats the holy bread that he was not supposed to eat. And then he goes on and says, hey, to Ahimelech, the priest, he's like, hey, um, excuse me, um, well, you know how when you lie, you're just making up stuff. He's like, um... Well, um, I left too fast and I didn't take a sword with me. Do you have a sword around here? And he was like, well, the only sword I have is the sword that you took from Goliath and cut his head off. Uh, this was old Goliath's old sword, which I guess is yours because you took it. it. was like, oh yeah, give me that sword. So he takes that sword uh, and he grabbed it and he takes off again. And now he goes off to the land of Gath. Now, this is something crazy happened here. When he gets to the land of Gath, the people of Gath found out that David was in town. So the officers of the king, King Achish, they didn't like that David was in town because they didn't like for foreign people to just show up unannounced, right? So they they was like, what what are we going to do with him? Should we capture him? Should we kill him? Should we arrest him? And David found out that they were having this conversation. So he got scared. And then he was like, man, what am I going to do? And so as people were, as he knew that the king's men were coming, this is what the Bible says. <laughs> this is some crazy stuff. David then pretended to be crazy. He pretended to be insane. He started scratching on doors. He started letting spit come out of his mouth and drip all into his beard and everything. And so when they when they grabbed him and took him to the king, the king was like, why are you bringing me a crazy person? We have enough crazy person people around here. Man, get that man out of here. And so, so while he was like, while they were trying to figure out what to do with David, David took off again. And this time he fled. To Adullam, and when he found, when he got to Adullam, he was like, "I don't even know where to go." And there was a cave. Now, watch this. He goes into that cave, and this is where this is what really ministered to me this morning. When I got to this point, I can imagine David thinking that he had hit rock bottom. He's in a cave, man. I mean, for real. All of this happened when the prophet arrived at his house unannounced. And God spoke through the man of God and the prophet laid hands on him and put some oil on his head and, and said some stuff and spoke heaven's words. And then David's life was changed forever. Now, prior to that, David was a humble guy living with his family, living a quiet and peaceable life. And then all of a sudden God interrupted his life. Like, I mean, like, I'm sure he got to be in that cave thinking, man, I was better off when I was with the sheep. And God interrupted his life. God, in just a span of a few months, God interrupted his life, called him to be the king of Israel, anointed him. The power of God came upon him. He killed the giant, became a national hero, married the king's daughter, moved into the palace, became a general. And now he's public enemy number one against Israel. And he's living in a cave. Are you kidding me? He's like, what is going on? He's in that cave. I want you to pause for a moment and think about this. Imagine David in the cave for a moment. Use your Holy Ghost imagination. He's in the cave. He's all alone. His life is crazy. This is not the life he wanted. This is not the life he asked for. This is, have you ever been there? I mean, I've been there. God, not, I never asked for this. I wanted something else. And you told me this. You told me to do this. Ugh, I never asked for this, I never wanted this David was like, listen, I never asked for any of this stuff I, didn't, I was fine when nobody knew my name I never, I never asked for anybody to be calling my name Making up songs and all this stuff I didn't have to live in a palace I didn't have to, I don't, listen, stop I was fine when, why are you messing with me God? Why you called me to do something and then have my life going crazy? I can just imagine David asking God Have you ever talked to God like that? I know I have Asking God like, God, what's going on? I never asked for this. I was just fine. I was okay. And now you don't call me. And now all this stuff. And the king wants to kill me. And look at my life. And I'm in a cave. Help me. Have you ever been there? <laughs> I know I've been there. And then let me tell you what happened next. Now what happened next. And I almost lost it when I got to this point this morning. So David is at, at rock bottom. And then seemingly out of the blue. He's in adulam. He doesn't even know that anybody knows he's there. And out of the blue, his brothers show up. His family shows up. And his brothers who used to hate him, his brothers who used to be jealous of him, they show up and they was like, man, we're here for you. We got you, baby. We're here for you. We're here to support you. And not only that, all of a sudden, all these other men start showing up and it was 400 men total and 400 men showed up and they pledged their life to David and they said, we are here and we are under your leadership and we'll do whatever you want us to do. Now, these were not the best men, you know, what I'm saying? I mean, these were crazy men, but at the end of the day, they showed up. And when I read that, I already know the story, but I'm just saying when I read that, it just did something for me. That when you are at rock bottom, God knows what you need. God, God knows how to give you that phone call. God knows how to send somebody to your house. God knows how to how to send somebody to locate you right where you are. And you don't even know what God is doing, but you know He's up to something. And then then, then and watch this. What happened next is David was like, Man, he wiped his tears. He's looking, he was like, Oh my god, he has newfound inspiration. And so he goes to Moab with all these people. And he goes up to the king of Moab and his father and mother were part of the group. And he goes to the king of Moab and says, sir, Mr. King, do me a favor. I want to leave my mother and father with you. I want to leave them under your protection until the Bible says, he says, I want to leave them with you until I know what God is going to do for me. He says, I don't know. I don't know what God is up to. But I want to leave my parents with you until I know what God is going to do for me. God is doing something for me, and I don't even know what He's going to do or how He's going to do it. But I just want to leave my parents. With you, sir. Like in a witness protection program, he took them all the way to the other side of the salt sea to the land of Moab. Nobody's going to look for his parents there. He's like, I don't. King Saul is crazy. I don't even know what he's going to do. I can't leave my parents back in Israel. This man might kill my parents. So, sir, can you just protect my parents while I go to find out what God is going to do for me. I'm talking about a, there are moments as you walk with God where you don't even know what he's doing and you don't even know what he's up to, but you know, he's up to something. So that's what I'm talking about today. What does this mean to you today? I'm sorry, I'm getting emotional, but it's ministering to me. I have seven things to share with you on this morning. And as I share these seven things, I want you to open up your heart to God. Number one, being destined for greatness does not mean that you are not going to face challenges. I've I've been where David was. Sometimes you talk to God. Sometimes you yell at God. (laughs) I've been there. Being called of God may mean that you face more challenges than you ever wanted. And yeah, you didn't ask for it. And you're like, God, I was just fine by myself. I never asked for all this stuff. But God is with you. Facing the challenges is part of the deal. Power does not come without opposition. Number two, God knows when you've hit rock bottom. I know I've been there. God knows when you just can't, like, that's it. God will never allow you to face what you cannot handle. And God knows when you just can't handle it. David, I think David, that was it. Like, he was spent. He was in the cave. He was at his lowest point. And I could just imagine him walking out and seeing his brothers, seeing his mother and father, seeing all these men show up. God knows when you've hit rock bottom and, and we serve a God who knows how to make a way out of no way. When you've hit rock bottom and when you don't think that, that, that this thing could ever be turned around, we serve a God who can turn, <laughs> turn around any hopeless, hope, seemingly hopeless situation. Number three, when you've done all you can, And you're spent. It's really at that moment that God is free to perform His will in your life. In the New Testament, Paul said it this way He said, My grace is sufficient for you. He's having this conversation with God, or he was frustrated about something, and he asked God to take this thing away several times, and God wouldn't do it. And God said, Listen, my grace is sufficient for you. As a matter of fact, My strength is only made perfect in your weakness. God is saying, I want to flex my muscles through you, but I can't when there's too much of you in the way. And so sometimes I have to allow you to get to a situation to where you are weak, where you are spent, where where you've done all you can. And in that moment where you don't have anything left and I'm free to do what I want to do through you, my strength is made perfect in your weakness when you are weak then I can be strong in you. That's this power of, of just yielding to God. Number four, God loves you so much that he pursues you. Now, this is, this is just crazy amazing to me. You know the song, The Overwhelming Love of God? How he will chase you down. I mean, he will leave the 99 to find the one. David was in a cave. David was in, on the run. David thought he had nothing left, and when he looked out, everybody was there god will chase you down god will track you down god will the god who sits on the circle of the earth loves you enough to think about you he made plans for you and then he will pursue you he will track you down until he gets a hold of your heart and he will let you know son daughter I love you and I'm never gonna let you go my god number five god has a way of turning stumbling blocks into stepping stones god did it for joseph God did it for david God will do it for you he god will say Listen, I take what the enemy has meant for evil and all of this stuff that's going on in your life, and I'm not going to take you away from it. I'm actually going to use it. I will use the things that that are coming up against you and turn them around. I'm going to use these stumbling blocks and make them stepping stones. Listen, God helped David become... David through this adversity, it was these things. David would have never become who he was called to be if he had never met those men because David's mighty men is a big part of his story. But David would have never met those men if he was not on the run. So I'm saying God can use even bad situations for your good. Uh, Number six, get your hopes up. I want you to get your hopes up this morning. Why? Because God is up to something. David was in a cave And he knew God was up to something. David was in the cave and he was like, man, uh, after he saw all these people show up, he says, Mr. King, can you watch my family? Because I don't know what God is doing, but he's up to something. When you know that God is up to something, you may not even know what it is, but open your heart to it. I'm telling you, greater is coming. Number seven. And finally, there's a level of mystery to walking with God. Listen, I've told you this like a million times. God is not going to give you all the answers. He's not going to tell you. If God gave you all the answers, you wouldn't require faith. If God gave you all the answers, it wouldn't be exciting. <laughs> Listen, he says, he says to the king, I need you to watch my parents until I know what God is going to do. I, I know God is up to something, and, and I just need to find out what it is. See, when you know that God is up to something, it does. It stirs up like two things in your heart as I close. Two things. Two things. The first one is fear. Now, I know that fear is not okay, and I teach against fear, but I'm telling you that, that there's a little bit of fear that will come and be like, oh my God, I don't know. Like, and when you don't know what God is doing, and, and he's up to something, you are like, you have to deal like, with the fear of the unknown. And so it stirs up a little bit of fear, and, and he was like, okay, God, I don't have the details, but I'm going to press through this fear because I know you're up to something. And the second thing that it stirs up is a level of excitement. There's a level of mystery to walking with God. And you just never know. Like, like, you know, old folks used to say, Baby... You just never know what God might do. Some people say that in a bad way, but I'm saying it in a good way. You just never know what God might do. He comes out of that cave and boom, his brothers are there. He comes out of that cave and boom, his mother's there. His father's there. 400 men are there. You just never know what God might do. God can do stuff. I mean, God can turn it around. God can do it today. God can open doors for you that no man can close. God can close doors for you that no man can open. God can do some stuff right now in this moment. Matter of fact, while you're watching this video, God is working on your behalf. God can do it. level of mystery to walking with God. Be open to whatever God wants to do, however he wants to do it. God is up to something. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I'm telling you, God has great plans for you. I want you to get excited about it. I want you to know that greater is coming for you. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I thank you for never leaving me, never forsaking me, never turning your back on me. I don't have to hit rock bottom To acknowledge you as my source. I look to you, Father, every day, in every way. You are my author and finisher, creator and sustainer, beginning and end, all and all. It is in you that I live and move and have my being. When I am weak (laughs) and I'm tired of doing things on my own, It is then that I'm made strong and empowered by your spirit. Father, you are free to move in my life. I know you will turn things around for my good, and I know you're up to something, so I'm excited about it. I enter this day with fearless confidence, and I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith, in Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. Please, please, this really blessed me this morning. I I trust that it blessed you. Please apply this and prosper. If you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're gonna get my notes every day in your email inbox for free. Listen, go into this day knowing that God is up to something. (laughs) You may not know what it is, but I promise you, Is going to be good. If this message has been a blessing to you, leave me some comments in the chat and then you know that this is something people need to hear. Share this message with everyone everywhere. Share it on social media. Text the links to somebody. Let them know that this is something they need to hear. Greater is coming for us. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.